Johnny, if you have a second, could I please tell you about Patreon? I would love it. If you don't know, and this is really for you guys listening, what Patreon is, it is a way for somebody who likes a thing to support that thing for as little as a dollar per mini thing that they put out. Does that make sense? Well, Max, we're a thing. Let me break it down for you. We are a podcast, and if you like our podcast, you can donate as little as a dollar per episode to get cool things back from us and help us keep our show running. That's right. Everyone that donates at the $1 level gets to come to all of our swanky group mm. parties. We also have these fun mini episodes that we put out. Uh, if you've listened to last week's episode, you know that we have what are called bonus 10 spots where we take 10 minutes and break down some of our favorite movies. We also do a mini episode called Six Fantastic Facts with Johnny and Max where we tell you six things you probably didn't know about a movie. That's right. We get way deep into the fun trivia, maybe some some actor interactions or people that could have been cast in a role mm-hmm. and how it would change the movie. And the rewards just get crazier from there. That's right. That is literally the lowest you can get. It gets better from there. If you want to learn more, please go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. It takes like two minutes to sign up, and we promise you we think it is worth it. Patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. This is Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about movies and beer, and I am one of your co-hosts, Max Minardi. And I am the other, Johnny Summers, and we are here with you again. Yes, I've been on tour for a few weeks, so for the past couple weeks you've been hearing pre-recorded things, and this is the first time we've sat down in about a month, and we are excited to be back in your ear holes. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to see young Maxwell. I haven't seen his face since, well, last night, but right. before that it had been many, many weeks. Yeah, we had to get some some uh, house cleaning stuff done for the podcast. We um, made some changes to our Patreon stuff. So if you're on Patreon uh, and you haven't looked for that yet, go check it out. We made some fun changes, I think. Um, if you're not on Patreon but you're curious, please go join. Fun. Yeah, there's some fun stuff happening there. Absolutely. We got a whiteboard. We, yeah. have, we got some posters. Yeah. I think straight off the top of this episode, we should talk about what we're going to cover today because it's a little bit different than usual. Yeah, and you should inform the people that about the format too, maybe that have never yes. heard. If you're just joining us, you've never heard this podcast before. Our show typically is in three segments. We have our opening segment where we cover our first beer, and then we jump into our second, and we talk about the film that we're covering. Uh, this week, it's Annihilation, and we talk about it spoiler-free. You don't have to worry if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want us to spoil it. We will not do that until the third segment, which we call The Danger Zone. And that's when we do talk about this movie um, as if we have all just seen it in the theater. This week, things are a little bit different because we do have the Academy Awards coming up in, uh, by the time you hear this in about a week and a half or so. No, the... Or is it is in a week? When is this episode dropping? Like today or tomorrow. Yeah, they, they're this, this Sunday. Oh, they're this Sunday. That's yeah. true, huh? So yeah, just less than a week then. Yeah. In um, a few days by the time you hear this. Right. So we're going to make our predictions and our choices and then circle back around for uh, next week's or the following because I think we're recording early. Yeah. So we're going to cover Oscar stuff. And then after this. the Oscars happen, we're going to talk about the results Correct. and see how we did with our predictions. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to do best picture, best actor, best actress? Let's... I kind of so I definitely want to hit supporting actor and okay. actress too. Maybe best sound. Like I think we should go through the categories oh, on wow. the side because I have right. some choices. All right. Uh, I want to, as a disclaimer, say for both of us that we've almost seen all of the contenders for best picture. Yes. Personally, I've not seen Itania. You haven't seen something. I haven't seen uh, the Darkest Hour right. and Phantom Thread, which you saw. I saw Phantom Thread. Okay. We neither of us have seen Darkest Hour. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. So maybe we'll. We'll just do the whole movie mm-hmm. business in the first part, and then the middle part will be Oscar stuff. Sure. Oscar's yeah. in the middle. 
Yeah, let's do that. All right, deal. Uh, and then beers throughout. Yeah, so strap in. That feels. We're good. about to cover this whole movie minus the spoilers. Yeah, in the first segment. Let's knock out the beer though. Not knock it out, but let's get it going, shall we? Let's tell me how tour was. Tour was great. Tour was great. Um, yeah, I was on. I was on the road essentially from February first until February twenty fifth. Twenty two days ago, whatever yesterday okay. was, or the day before. I uh, traveled from L.A. to Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo, San Francisco, uh, all the way up to Seattle, and I, I met my goddaughter for the first time, um, which was really fun. One of our patrons, actually, Sean Aaron, has been one of my best friends for a long time, and uh, he had his second child. Her name's Kennedy. She's lovely. That's awesome. And that was great. Got to hang out with her. And You're the godfather. Yes. How many movie lines did Try you drop? No, I didn't drop any. Oh, uh, I didn't want to be that guy. Nothing weak. against it. Weak. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so that, yeah, that was fun. I did the drive from Seattle back home in one shot. Took me 12 hours. That was on Saturday. Today That's is Monday. Such a jaunt. Long drive. Well, it's good to have you back. Thanks, and man. from what I hear, uh, it was a, a hot tour. It was great. I heard some great reviews of some of your shows. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I was told that you sold a lot of your new record. I sold a bunch. Yeah. I almost uh, actually ran out of how many I took, which was something that's never happened to me before. I always overshoot. Yeah. And this time I, I came close to selling all of them, which I felt good about. I think I had maybe 15 left on me. Excellent. Yeah, it was good. Beautiful. Was is good there going to be a second run of that? Yeah, I guess there's going to have to be sooner than I thought. Absolutely. Um, still, yeah. I still got my uh, my hot little hands ready for one of those Sweet. vinyls too. Yeah, that's gonna. I think that's happening summertime if I can afford it. That'd be cool. So that's that's on the horizon. Hopefully, there's going to be at least two, like one for each of us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the lowest number I've seen you can make is 500. Oh my god. So really, the 498 of you listening. There's no way. Yeah. I've gotten records that have been in like hundred pressing Is that right? limited runs. Maybe I gotta find different people in. I would branch out because no, like there's yeah for sure. Right. We'll yeah. look into it. Okay, deal. That's awesome though. I'm glad your tour went well. Thanks, man. Tell me a little bit about what you were driving around in. Mm-hmm. Right, we haven't done this yet. No, um, we so haven't. If you listen to the show, you know that my minivan, my tried and true minivan for the past several years, finally quit on me. It is tried and it has turned up not true. Yes, uh, more or less. It's been fixed since then, but it's no longer my van. I own now a Honda Fit. Yes. Johnny, what do you drive? A Honda Fit. Oh, snap. That's right. Yeah, so we we have matching cars, more or less. His is uh, several years newer than mine, but mine's bright blue. I think mine's only one year newer than yours. You're a 13? No, I'm a 14. I'm a 7. Okay, yeah. then yeah, a so, couple yeah. years. That's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it drives great. I was getting like 33 miles a gallon on the road, so that was cool. And you can fit so much stuff in them. Yep. This is not a Honda commercial. We just happened to. Yeah. It's the official Enjoy vehicle. The cars. Of, it's the official vehicle of Fresh Hop Cinema. Yeah. Just so, deal with it. Yeah, That's, I feel like we're gonna shoot. We're gonna shoot a video sometime. Yeah. That, we could put that in the video. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. And we're gonna have to. My buddy Edgar that introduced me to the Honda Fit. Oh, we're Edgar, gonna did you see that? Yeah, there's okay. three of us now. Sweet. He's like, bro, just get a fit, man. Just I like that guy. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, I've only talked to him like three times in my life, but I like him. Yeah, I'm not gonna say shout out because it bugs me when people do yeah. that on, but like, but yeah, we're talking. Hello about him. to Edgar. Hello, is he listening? Does he listen? Oh, he listens every day. I All think. Right, sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty pretty regular listener. Hello, Edgar. Hello, Edgar. We like you. Yes, and your car choice. Yeah, so that's exciting. We yes. both <laughs> we're like Honda Fit twins now. Right. You should uh, pour that. Oh, yeah, for sure. What is this, by the way? Yeah, we are going to be delving in, now that we've talked about his tour, uh, we are going to get into Moxa. Moxa Brewing Moxa, Company. Moxa, what is that? Moxa. Moxa, I actually was looking into it, and they have a whole About Me section on their website, about which you. is just Moxa Brewing. Yeah. But the the word Moxa is actually a term in Hinduism uh, and Hindu philosophy. It refers to various forms of emancipation, liberation, release, 
type thing. So it's kind of a new beginnings type name for them, which is cool. The about them section is entirely too long to read on their website. So you can check that out in your own time. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're going to tell you they're a brewery. They opened up in Rockland, California in 2017, late 2017. And they've been cranking out some really good beer. I went down there for their very first can release. Got two beers from them, and we're going to be showcasing both of them on the show tonight. The first one we're going to be drinking is called Our Little Secret. It is an American-style hazy IPA. That is all that the information has out there. There's there's not much information on this beer out there in the world. They're new. They're getting it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, they've got one rating on Beer Advocate, so that's good. Yeah. It's a 6.7% hazy single IPA. It's real good, too. It's real good. The can art is amazing, too. That's one of the things, like, I went down there. It's just a lot cleaner mm-hmm. and a lot more professional it's looking than, modern. like, a lot of other breweries. Some mm-hmm. of them are getting it right. Some of them, the marketing department's a little, meh. Yeah. You know. But this one, I noticed with this brewery, uh, just because we went there for the very first time, the space is really nice. They utilized it well. It's very modern, very clean feeling. It really utilizes it well. And I, I think that they've taken a lot of things that people are doing right and they've just applied it like they opened up with a 16 ounce can release within, you know, being open. They had killer stouts on tap, like everything they're doing. They seem to have their wits about them and they're they're just coming out of the gate hot. Good, man. No, it's really good. I think it reflects well the can art to the beer because it's a very clean, tasty beer. Yeah. I feel like sometimes a lot of breweries will make the, the can art and it, not that can art has to relate to the beer, but this feels like a nice pairing. Yes. No, it does. It really reflects the liquid well. Uh, I love the kind of utilitarian, almost um, industrial yep. design with the, it looks like a blueprint almost yeah. on where the, the name of the beer and their website and stuff is at. It's really good. Oh, and we'll we'll say too that this is featuring Citra and Vic Secret hops. That's, ah, Vic Secret sneaking in again, it's man. popping in again. We like that one. Yeah. That one was really good from that uh, El Segundo beer. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the first time we were both yeah, baptized right. in the Vic Secret. Yeah, waters. Um, yeah, in the waters of the Vic Secret. So I tried this before with you. I said I was on tour most of the month until yeah. now, but I did have a couple days home in the middle of, of February, and you had just gotten back with these. Mm-hmm. So I came over and we tried this one and the one that we're going to be doing after this. Yeah. Uh, very, very good beers. They were both really good. Uh, 16 to $20 four packs, I would guess. I think they were both 16 or 18, something Somewhere like that. There. Yeah. Under 20. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and standard. I saw on their website, they have another can release coming up soon. So cool. Look into them, check them out, follow them. They're on all the social media, but they're, they're doing good things. And it's really awesome to see another local brewery pop up and just slay the game. Yeah. Again, that's Moxa M O K S A out of Rockland. And we are about to give a rating to their beer called our little secret. So Johnny Summers, what do you think? This is a solid eight for me. Yeah. It's a really, really good representation. It's, I say that like every week. I need to stop saying representation. Yeah. No, you know. uh, it hits all the marks that I like in a hazy IPA in that it's not overbearingly sweet. You get mm-hmm. a lot of bitterness. You taste the hops. This is definitely more akin to like an unfiltered IPA mm-hmm. than like a, a real juicy New England style IPA, which is ideal for me. I want that hop bite, mm-hmm. and I want a little bit of juiciness just from the, the hops, but not not the orange juice. So I love yeah. it. Yeah, I don't get actually a lot of the hop bitiness. I experienced something the past few weeks that I haven't had in a while with with just like a hop hop overkill on yeah. my palate. It's just been too bitter for me. Uh, I can't remember what I had. I think it was it was maybe Lagunitas 
something. Uh, it might have just been their IPA. Okay. And it was just too bitter for me. Yeah. So this is a really nice way to come back into uh, drinking beer because it's got a lot of sweetness, not cloyingly sweet, but not not a not a hop punch in the palate. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely not a hop bomb, but it's a nice. You get a lot of the really lovely flavors of the hop. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is an eight point two for me. I like it. This is very good. You went a little bit above me there. I did just a bit. You're just a mad over man. your head a slight a slight amount. All right. Found a new use for the whiteboard, by the way. I love it. This is a great idea. Helps me keep notes. Right. Uh, I'm going to just make a note here, our little secret. Yep. Johnny and I like to keep track of the ratings that we give things. Yeah, we're going to publish them someday. Yeah, by the end of the year, we're going to make our list, our top uh, top, you know, 50 beers and movies that we did over the year. So yeah, we're keeping track on a whiteboard right now. Yeah, it's fine. I have a note in my phone. Right. So once again, this is Moxa Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. The first beer we did tonight is called Our Little Secret. That's an 8-2 for Max and an 8 from Johnny. Yeah, it's not available in Chico yet as far as we know, but it might get that way. I don't know what they're doing on distribution. But yeah, I'm not sure on that. For now, you have to drive down there and get them. Just go to Rock Friend. Yeah, it's, it's like an hour drive if you're in Chico. It's not far. Hour and a half probably. But very good beer. If you can get your hands on it, we highly recommend. And they always, they have a food truck out in front of their brewery most of the Sweet. time. So it's pretty yeah. cool. And you could probably make a loop from like Rockland, circle up into Auburn. Yeah. And then bring it back around to Chico. Or do what we did. We just went into Sacramento after. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Great. Shall we move right along? Let's get to some Annihilation. Okay. So I'm just going to start talking then. Do you have some facts that you can tell me about this movie? I have so many. Uh, first of all, as a little bit of a preface, Annihilation was based on a book. Um, and I'm going to say based in the loosest possible quotes that you can have. Fair. Because it, it's a trilogy written by Jeff Vandermeer. It's called the Southern Reach Trilogy. And, and the first book is called Annihilation. The series was released in 2014. And this is one of those movies that I saw a preview for back in, I think, October. Okay. And I thought to myself, I should read this book. So I did, but I was falling behind. So the last couple of days before I saw this movie, before it came out last weekend, I crammed through the audiobook and was super stoked on it, got really in with the vibe and the tone. And uh, this movie is nothing like the book. Oh, no. It's so far. Um, so that took a big adjustment for me. So that's my personal thing real quick. Okay. More uh, more clinical facts. This is written and directed by Alex Garland, who is the same director that did Ex Machina. Okay. Uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, Alicia Vikander back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released on the early parts of February. I don't have that in front of me, Okay, uh, but I think it was about a week ago from today. Um, and as of today, it's made $11 million off of a $40 million budget. Yeah. It was last week. Yeah. It was last weekend. Yeah. Uh, so not a great box office return so far. It was released by Paramount who have, who've been kind of hit or miss lately with their releases, but pretty good cast. Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, who we know from Thor Ragnarok. That's at least what we know her from. She was the Valkyrie. She was the Valkyrie. Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Oscar Isaac, Benedict Wong, and Tina Novotny. Um, so a pretty good cast, pretty good cast. Uh, I think performances across the board were pretty good. Yeah. There Um, was not much to complain about performance wise. Yeah. That's, it's just under two hours. It's rated R. It's a sci-fi slash kind of horror movie. There were a lot of horror aspects that I wasn't prepared for. It's actually listed online as a sci-fi horror film. Is it? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's certainly not kid friendly. There's a lot of like interspersed gore that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, very nice to look at. Yeah. Uh, let's I don't, hear, yeah. Have some overall thoughts, and then we'll get into the plot and take it all the way up to where we'd be spoiling things. Deal. Um, also, we're skipping what's hot and bothered this week because we just have so much Oscar. That's true. We should shout that out to uh, one of our- Don't our, say shout out. Yeah, all right. We should, we should touch on that. Yes. Uh, one of our listeners and friends of the show, Nick Land, emailed us. Again, that's an extra, an extra point for emailing yeah, us. Because Nick Land is a beast. Yeah. 
and he said, you guys do this thing where you're hot, hot and bothered, hot or bothered, but you should do hot and bothered yeah. where you like say something that's you've really enjoyed and something that's, that you've disliked this week. So we are skipping that section, but I love that idea. And I think we should do that in the future. Yeah, we should. Maybe we'll do it in the danger zone. Deal. Yeah. So thank you for that, Nick. We want to give credit yeah. where credit is due. Nick Land, you named a segment. This one's going to stick. Yep. Because usually we start new segments yeah, and then they, they just, just go away. Just disappear. No, this one's going to happen. So make a note. Yeah. Do you think maybe we should do the plot before we talk about our thoughts? Because if some of my thoughts are going to involve plot points, yeah. not spoiling. No, usually you run down the plot. I was so waiting for it. I'm going to go off the cuff. You want to do a 30? Yeah, sure. All right. We haven't done this in a while. We are going to do We haven't a- done it on our regular episodes in a no, while. No, this is a fun game to play. It's where I give Max 30 seconds and he breaks down the plot of a movie. In three, two, one, go. Natalie Portman plays a biologist named Lena, and her husband has disappeared into this crazy place called The Shimmer. In the book, it's called Area X. And there's been like 12 expeditions, and nobody's ever come back alive except for her husband who came back, but he was he was a change man. So she's like, I need to go find out. I'm a biologist. If I go in, maybe I can fix him. So she goes into this team. Slowly but surely, people start to unravel because the place is not what it seemed, and it becomes a matter of life and death as Lena struggles with her compadres to get out of there alive and solve the mysteries of the Shimmer. Dang. Pretty good. With one second to yeah, spare. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of what it's about. Yeah. Uh, right? Did I miss Yeah, much? no, in a nutshell... That's that's the gist of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it sets itself up in kind of a traditional sci-fi mm-hmm. horror way where there's something that's happened. They have to go in and investigate and find answers, and everything else that's gone in has been dead. De- been dead as far as they're concerned. Yeah, or just hasn't come back. Sure, basically. hasn't come back. Yeah. and I don't think that's there's anything point. that's not in the previews. No, they give away a lot in the previews. They they really do. So there's a lot of um. The the whole once they get into the shimmer area, it's all got this really rainbowy kind of tint to it. It looks like when you spill oil on top of water. Yep, that weird like viscosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very prismy. So my general thoughts on this movie is that I enjoyed it. Okay. It like I said, it took me way more time to adjust to the difference between the movie and the book, and I still think the book is a better story, at least because I've only read the first okay. the first out of three. But yeah, this is interesting for its own reasons i think i think the themes that it starts to deal with uh involving identity and um guilt towards towards the last third of the movie are really good some of the more sci-fi aspects of this didn't land for me and we'll get into that i suppose later on in the danger zone in the danger zone um i enjoyed all of the visuals for the most part if you took them by by themselves i do think all the cgi was really good mm-hmm. um and very immersive it was a little scarier than I wanted it to be. So yeah, uh, that, that's one thing I enjoyed about yeah. it. You also mentioned, you got to talk about this. I'm going to write this down. You saw It Comes at Night finally. Yes. Which we have, long, well, at least for like a couple months. Yeah. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that later. I think we might save that. Yeah, for, for sure. For a bonus 10 spot. Oh, okay. Uh, we had spoken about doing that, possibly. Yeah. Oh, we had, huh? You're yeah. Right. My bad. So if you want to hear my take on that movie maybe join Patreon because then you'll hear the bonus 10 spot. Yeah. But this had a lot of, uh, well, it, if you've never seen it comes at night, it's another, it's another horror movie, but it's, it's very much like a human nature horror movie. And this had some of that, but there was a lot of monster stuff in, in this movie yeah. too. Yeah. This movie hit a few things for me that I really enjoyed. I like, um, suspense. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the horror aspects of this movie. There was some really cool creatures, mm-hmm. the effects, of the environment were super immersive and very engaging. Just the way that the world looked inside the shimmer and the way the shimmer like changed things. Cause it does kind of like change things. Um, 
it just looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. those those aspects really grabbed me. The the creatures. There was a few creatures in this movie. Those were all really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really loved this movie's use of sound or the lack thereof. Like this movie was creepy quiet yeah. in a few places. What was weird too is when the the music did come in, it was this weird like acoustic guitar stuff. Yeah, that was super. I was like, did Max do the soundtrack right. for it was this? Just this this finger picking acoustic guitar stuff that keep kept weaving its way in and out of the score, uh, which we both remember it vividly. So I think if that's what they were going for, but it's, there was this weird contrast because because a lot of this world that they go into is very beautiful, but it's also like you're saying creepy. Yeah, and it's weird. It's all just distorted. We yeah. don't really know why. Yeah, there's this weird just juxtaposition of like having this kind of peaceful, tranquil guitar music over this impending, you know, suicide it, mission. It's it a really weird mood. Yeah, interesting choice there. Yeah, but I didn't dislike it. No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a unique take. It yeah. really was a unique movie, which I enjoy as being a fan of both sci-fi and horror. It was a fresh take. Yeah. It was a really yeah. nice little fresh peek. Man. It was almost disorienting, which if that's what they were going for too, great, because I think the it people was. going in were disoriented. They kind of sucked us into that yeah. vibe. So you want to rate this? Yeah. Why don't you go first? Uh, you know, overall, I liked it. It was really gorgeous to look at. Very new ideas. Very interesting ideas. Some of it was a little confusing. Some of the things didn't land. Um, they were kind of punched you in the face with some of the backstory on the characters. There was just a way of the narration that was kind of forced, which didn't really hit me the way it was intended. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit over the top. But, I mean, I can overlook those things and enjoy the movie for what it was. It was an engaging, interesting story that, you know, was explained or not explained very interestingly. So I think this movie was just vague enough and just interesting enough to, for me to call it good. I'm going to give it like a seven out of 10. That's exactly what I wrote down. No kidding. Yep. Um, yeah. A lot of the same reasons. I, I, I think so weirdly enough, I think the ending of this movie is its strongest point. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff building up to it minus the visuals, but I think storyline is not super engaging. Exactly. For me, I didn't really care. They they gave us a pretty big cast of people that we were supposed to care about, and I had a hard time connecting. Even Natalie Portman's character, who's supposed to be the main, and her motivation is her husband. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy any of it. Um, or maybe yeah. it's not that I didn't buy it. I just didn't connect with it emotionally. Yeah. So like their whole backstory, the the husband and wife, mm-hmm. it didn't give they didn't give it enough credence for no. me to be emotionally invested in either of them. But my problem is I think of a movie like a ghost story, um, which came out last year and you get a lot of flashbacks to their to Rooney Mara's and Casey Affleck's relationship. Yeah. About as much as you get here, but I I could was a hundred percent all in for that one. Yeah. It, with with equal amounts of vagueness. I this one just didn't click. And maybe it's because it's different in the book. And the, but I'm glad to hear that you're also not completely on board. Yeah, no, it really I didn't buy their their whole relationship. I really just didn't buy it. I think they could have spent more time on their backstory, even an extra five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something especially because later in the movie there's something that there's a conversation a conflict that comes up because none of the team knew that she her husband had come in and out yeah. and and for what happens to happen it seemed like i needed to care a lot more about it exactly i was like all right yeah i get what you're feeling but yeah but don't. why are you all so angry like yeah, what like, it's very confusing yeah so okay so there was definitely I, yeah. strong points and weak points uh worth a watch i think it'd be worth seeing in the theater yeah for the visuals yeah definitely um so yeah, go see Annihilation if you can. It was uh, it's been in wide release for about a week. It'll well, depending on it's it's got that's the other thing. It's got really good ratings. 
yeah. but hasn't made any money. Uh, I want to talk a little bit too about the fact that it's been sold to Netflix already. Yeah. That's, yeah. Talk about that article, man. I read the whole thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So basically Paramount sold the movie to Netflix and it's premiering on streaming in like two weeks. Is that true? Yeah. It's premiering yeah. like March 12th in yeah. everywhere, but China and the United States. That's what it was. Yeah. So it's really like a weird move. Like they kind of already just sold it to Netflix. It's, so it's, yeah. it's a direct to TV movie that's being released in theaters in the United States, which is just weird. And China. Yeah, it seems like it's like they're cutting their losses. They're like, this movie's clearly not going to do well. Yeah. We'll just get the most of it while we can. It's kind of a strange move. I don't know enough yeah. about the economics of the business to say, like, if it was a good move or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, I, in the article, they basically said they're going to get their money back because of selling it to Netflix. Like, yeah. at the very least, they're going to break even. What's the other movie that, that it mentions in that article uh, that just went to Netflix as well? Yeah. It, basically, like, it came out on theater, in theaters, and then... Like the you left the theater, you can go watch it at home. Basically, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I don't Um, remember. I read the article. Oh, it was it was the um, the Cloverfield paradox. Oh yeah, yeah. that came out. They were like, nope, just take it. You guys can have this and pay us money. Yeah. So Um, that was an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, I'm not sure how I had to take that, but it's something that happened Mm -hmm, that you know make your own mind up on. It just struck me as kind of odd. Yeah. Why that said, if, that? if you're listening in America or China, you're not going to have the chance to see this on streaming for a while because it's not available yet. So go see it in the theaters. I'd like to think someone's listening in China. I'd like to think somebody's listening in places that are not us or China. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So before we go to break, I want to read you a definition of the word annihilation. Please. And then we will take a little break and Deal. we're going to come back with our Oscar predictions. So stick around for that. And if you want to hear more about this movie in the Danger Zone, stick around for the third segment. Nicely done. All right. Annihilation is a noun for the complete destruction or obliteration. Safe to say we could all agree on that. In physics, annihilation means the conversion of matter into energy, especially the mutual conversion of a particle and an antiparticle into electromagnetic radiation. Which is fascinating because I've never heard that definition, but knowing it, I can tie it into this movie quite easily. Exactly. I thought that was super interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you've seen the movie or if you're going to, Go in with like knowing that, and then it makes you kind of look at the movie a little different. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Any yeah. final thoughts on this movie? Uh, crocodiles with shark teeth are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I got that picture in the corner. There. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. The, um. Yeah. That and just don't grow flowers out of your arms because that's super creepy. Yes, that did bother me more than it should. Have, <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna take a break. Come back with our uh, Academy Awards guesses. De- what we think deserves it predictions what we want we're, predictions we're betting yeah. on it yeah we'll be right back matt's max is gonna bet a pinky on best picture my own pinky your own pinky done johnny i have a thirst and i fear i may burst well i have got a burger and a beer to quench your thirst and the hunger that is near oh good great where can i find those quenches you can find those quenches at the handlebar Right here in Chico? Right here in Chico. I I've think. actually been there before. Were you going to tell me where it was? No, it's fine. You no, obviously know. Tell them where no, it is. No, you, you've been there. Well, that's true. It's it's on it's on East 20th at 2070. It's right by Best Buy and Winco. And they have a ton of taps that are always rotating. Tons of craft beer. Great food. Great seating. They expanded a few months ago. Well, what if I'm balling on a budget? Oh, well, let me tell you, my friend. They have a happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., and that is you get a dollar off any of their draft beers. That would help me ball on this here budget. Not only that, they support our podcast, so it would be super cool if you go support them. They're the best. Well, they sound mighty swell. Go check out the handlebar right here in Chico. 
ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year again. Welcome once again to the Academy Awards 2018 and your hosts, Max Minardi and Johnny Summers. Hello, Max. Clap track. I'm going to throw yeah. one in. I got to make a note. Clap track. Yeah, clap track. The- <laughs> Max, you have changed into a full tuxedo <laughs> for this segment. That is commitment. Thanks, man. I just really want to go for the art, you know. I'm just saying, I didn't even know you had a tuxedo. Oh, I own several. Good God. A mix and match. Are you James Bond? Yes. Of the acoustic singer-songwriter world? Absolutely, I am. You got to be ready to play those weddings, those corporate gigs. Yes. Right now, we're playing the Oscars, and we're playing with the heartstrings of your heart. If you didn't recognize that music, it was the theme song from the Oscars. We learned a lot about that because apparently it's a seven and a half minute song that incorporates themes from famous movies throughout the decades. Uh, Pretty good. Pretty interesting stuff. What we're going to do in this segment that is different than usual is that we are going to pick our favorites for what should win in 10 Oscar categories. We're making our picks. We're not necessarily saying these are who will win. Yeah, this isn't like a a betting scenario, even though we said we were going to bet. Right. We're saying if it were up, my pinky's off the table is the point. Exactly. Uh, If we, based on what we thought was worthwhile, these, these are just our choices. That said, I think some of these will overlap with what happens. It could it could very well be. We could we could be psychic. I bet we will get 40% accuracy. I wonder if there's people that actually put money on the Oscars. For sure. People bet on everything. Yeah, yeah if, I bet if they do. We go to Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. Could we throw some money down on the Oscars? Yeah, I bet we could probably not even have to go to Vegas. We could do it online, I bet. I think we should we should we should look into that. Join us on Patreon. <laughs> it's your money. <laughs> so we can gamble with that. it. On the Academy Awards. That's right, folks. Do you think we should save like best picture and oh, yeah. actor for last? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start small. We'll ease in with the editing, you know, just getting, yeah. getting it warmed up. Yeah, as we said earlier, we've seen most of the movies in most of these categories. Uh, what we have missed notably is Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have seen that. Uh, I have not seen I, Tanya. Johnny has not seen Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have seen Mudbound. Yes. Don't even know what that movie is. Nope. Um, I think those are the big ones. Yeah, pretty much. So we're going with the information that we have. Uh, yeah, I went out of my way to watch Dunkirk. Did you? Yep. Thank you, Austin, mm. for sharing that with me. I was me. wondering why you did that. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah, it was very intense. That said, it did not make it onto our board. <laughs> did it? Not at once. Nope, not once. Almost. It almost made it. That's it why close. we had to double check. It was in the conversation. Yes. Did you get new glasses? No, those are my old ones, but they keep squeaking in my yeah. headphones, so I'm pulling them off. Fair enough. All right. Welcome to the 2018... Fresh Hop Cinema, Oscar Extravaganza. Yes. Starting part one. The selection off is going to be editing. Yeah. So something to note: there are two two main categories of editing. There's film editing and sound editing. We are talking about film editing first. Yes. Now, films in that category up for nominations are Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I am so sick of reading. Yep. <laughs> that one. We'll really just call that Three Billboards. Deal. So I'll start, and then you can announce the next one. Great. But we were unanimous in our pick for the Editing Academy Award to go to Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. It seems fair. Yeah, Baby Driver we covered. Oh, that's what we should do. Uh, never mind. You talk. I'm going to be Yeah, productive. so we both picked that movie just because the editing not only was phenomenal, it is what tied the whole movie together. Obviously, that's what editing does anyway. But this one did it. In such a unique uh, and astounding way, the editing was vital to the film, whereas most movies, you know, when to end a scene, when to clip one out. I mean, yeah, it has some some effect, but the editing in Baby Driver was the movie, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, so it was the, the film editing was done by two people primarily, and Jonathan Amos and Paul Matchless 
uh, Machlis, maybe. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but it's something like that. Yeah. Um, This is a movie that we covered on episode 35. Okay. Um, And it overlaps nicely with our sound editing category because we both also unanimously picked Baby Driver. Correct. It was up against Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I think is the only time Star Wars made it onto a nomination. Yep, that's the only thing it's nominated Uh, for. Don't hold me to that, but it's one of the the categories that we're doing today. It's the only time we saw Star Wars. And as far as the sound editing goes, I did really have a hard time picking between Baby Driver and Blade Runner, mm-hmm. but the music editing and the way it was synced with the whole film, it's just so, Baby, yeah. you can't argue with it. Right. It was astounding. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to watch that movie again right now. Yep. So if you yeah. want to listen to us review Baby Driver, click on back yeah, to that episode. episode 35. Episode 35. Uh, where do you want to go after that? Let's go to cinematography. Deal. This yeah. is another one that we agreed unanimously on. Yeah. If you've seen it, you understand why. Blade Runner, 2049. Mm-hmm. That was our pick. It was up against Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, a cinematographer is somebody who figures out how to make what is on paper or in a director's mind onto the, the, the silver screen. Yeah. Um, and we both just thought that 2049 was so epic and yeah. so huge and grandiose and uh, well, well, uh, uh, what's the word? Visualized, I guess. Translated? But, yeah, some, something like that. But. Yeah. Um, I, for, for my take, I thought it was so, uh, thematically true to the original Blade Runner without seeming derivative mm-hmm. that it was, it was a blast. It was like expanding that universe and it was just good. I, yeah, I like that movie a lot. I don't think I've only seen it once. Uh, it's sort of, I a know, I need to revisit it, but I would like to revisit it as well. If you want to see Blade Runner again, or you haven't seen it and you're going to see it for the first time. And then you want to hear what we thought that was episode 45 for us. Uh, yeah. Episode 45, Blade Runner 2049. We covered some fun beers too. Absolutely. Uh, so go check that out if you would like. Yeah. Moving right along. Yeah. Do you want to go to director? Yeah. That seems the right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll go from here up. Great. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So for, for best director, what did you pick? So for best director. Best director. <laughs> the Yes. Excuse me. We both picked Jordan Peele. Yeah. For Get Out. Uh, that one was up against Dunkirk again. Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, and The Shape of Water. Um, I don't know. Why, why did you feel like Jordan Peele should win for Get Out? Because it was his debut as a director. Yeah, uh, It was an amazing take on a, on a movie. I don't think it's going to win like Best Picture just because it's, it's up against some monsters. But I think he really deserves recognition uh, for taking a lot of chances and directing one hell of a movie. Yeah, I remember. I think I've seen Get Out three times, maybe four. Um, and... Um, it was so good. Like it was such a, such a, the time that it came out. I remember reading an interview or I think it was an interview where he actually changed the ending of the film because initially, um, well, I guess minor spoiler alerts for get out here. And initially Chris, Daniel Kaluuya's character was going to be sent to prison. He was gonna get blamed for all the murders. And then with what was going on at the time, socially Jordan Peele couldn't do it. He's like, Nope, he's going to win. We, we, <laughs> we deserve a win basically. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know I love that movie. I think it was really culturally important and I hope, I hope at the very least it wins best director. Yeah. And I really look forward to seeing more amazing films from Jordan Peele. So if you want to check that out, we covered it in episode 22, way back in March. It feels, yeah. It feels like so long ago. March, 2017. That's another thing. Like, I'm glad it's in the running. It's about as far away from the Oscars as it could be. It barely snuck in there. Yeah. Yes, but I think indeed. Yeah, worthwhile indeed. Yeah. So let's jump on over to best supporting actress and actor maybe. Yeah, do the supporters and yeah. then uh, the uh, the regular. This the is reg- where we start. Yeah, where we start disagreeing. I think. I think so. So you want to start with supporting actor? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I went with, uh, strangely enough, with Woody Harrelson yeah. in Three Billboards. He was one of the only things I liked about that movie. That's You know what? That's fair. Yeah. I Frances McDormand did a good job. I just didn't love her character. I didn't love the writing for it. I get that she's angry and whatever, but I think Woody Harrelson gave a nuanced performance that was really good. Um, we covered Three Billboards in episode 52, I believe, um, but Johnny, that's not who you chose for your supporting actor. It is not. I went ahead and went with Richard Jenkins from The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Played Sally Hawkins' neighbor. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He was mm-hmm. probably the best performance in this movie. I think so. Um, yeah. And you'll see why later on when we get to best actress picks. Right. Yeah. But I think, in my opinion, he definitely shown brilliantly in this movie. As a supporting actor. Yeah, I, I actually really liked, I was saying while we were drift, drifting, drafting this up on our break that he, he was my close second to Woody Harrelson. I think Richard Jenkins did a great job. Um, and as much as I did love Shape of Water, um, I thought a lot of it was not super nuanced and was pretty straightforward, but he added a lot of depth to a character that could have otherwise been pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. I that was you know, nice. And Woody Harrelson was so powerful. He just always is. Yeah, he's got such a good good amount of charisma that it's, he just becomes so likable, even though at first you think he's somebody that you're not going to like. And especially in Three Billboards, him going through the health problems and, and everything that he did and right. you know his overall role and his story arc in that movie was was really powerful. Mm-hmm. I think I just enjoyed that uh, Richard Jenkins role in Shape of Water a little bit more, maybe because it was a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, and just a bit made me happier. Yeah, we know? should we should talk about too what they were what who they were up against too. So uh, Woody Harrelson and Richard Jenkins were competing against Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, which we also you didn't see that, did you? No. Yeah, uh, Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards and Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project which is on my list of movies to see, but it, I can't find it in a theater. Yeah. So in such, I put the poster up on the wall. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that movie. But so if you want to hear me talk more about Richard Jenkins, that was episode 60 mm-hmm. that we covered. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, how about supporting actress? Ladies first. Yes. I don't think that makes sense. We just did the men first. <laughs> That's true. But uh, ladies second. Yeah, let's, let's talk supporting actresses. Yeah. Who did you pick and why? So I picked Leslie Manville who is the lead from Phantom Thread. Okay. And she's great. I won't say anything about the movie. Yeah. I know you haven't seen it. Um, that's a movie, like it's a, it's an intense movie and I, I need to see it again. So I, I'm glad we haven't actually reviewed it on the show. Cause I need to get another take on it now that I kind of understand what it is. Okay. Um, but both, both her, um, and, um, what the heck's his name? Uh, it's like, I'm sure it's right here. Uh, 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 Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Who plays the lead in there as well. They're, they're both co-stars. They both did such a fantastic job, but I think, I think Leslie Manville's was just so good. Okay. Uh, nice. That I quite enjoyed it. All right. I picked Allison Janney mm-hmm. who played Tanya Harding's mother right. in I, Tanya. We covered episode 59, not that long ago, mm-hmm. just last month, beginning, well, beginning of this month crazy we did that february 1st yeah that's nuts good grief Mm -hmm. but yeah she was so evil Mm -hmm. she was so bad like you i know you haven't seen it but she was just a total total hard ass i'm gonna be saying that it was crazy it was just the the depth of just depravity Mm -hmm. as a mother you know it was it was a really powerful portrayal and for me that that just took home the bacon fair big time uh let's move into some more heavy hitting categories yeah. How's about lead actor? Lead actor. So best actor. Yeah. That's a pretty big award. Best lead actor. Um, in the category this year are Denzel Washington, for Roman J. Israel Esquire, 
Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, and Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. And we both picked Timothy Chalamet. We did. Um, just, I mean, he's such a young kid, and and the amount of gravity in that role was was crushing. Yeah, he's one of those people, it kind of reminded me of seeing like a young Daniel Day-Lewis, sure. where it's like you see someone that young with that kind of acting chops. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's he's definitely going places, and it didn't hurt that I'd seen him a couple weeks before in Lady Bird, mm-hmm. um, in in a very minor role, but still a not in a not easy to miss role. Like you remembered him from yeah. that. He was also in, by the way, Hostiles. No kidding. Yeah, you saw that, right? No, not or yet. You saw something else. You saw Den of Thieves with your dad. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, he was in. He's in Hostiles as well. He's been oh. popping up a lot. Nice. Um, so we both just feel like he really knocked that, knocked that out of the park. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was great in that movie. Yeah. And call me by your name. He was terrific. Let's move on to best lead actress. And yeah, this is the last one before best picture. Mm -hmm. Speaking of lady bird. Uh huh. Uh, let's talk nominations in this category. First of all, we do have Saoirse Ronan for her portrayal of lady bird in lady bird, Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep in the post, Margot Robbie and I, Tanya Francis McDormand in three billboards and Sally Hawkins in the shape of water. Yep. We did both pick Saoirse Ronan. Yes, we did. Uh, it was not a hard decision to make. Either. No, not really, right? I mean, that's it's, uh, that's another movie I've seen, I think, three times. Yeah. And loved it even more every oh, single time. And it's just such a such a such a interesting and difficult to portray part of life. Yeah. Like a, a high school. That's if you haven't seen Lady Bird, she's a she's a high school age girl going through high school age stuff, and she does it without being campy or gimmicky or very uh, real. Very real. Gritty performance. Um, I just think she's great in that. And you know what? Damn it. It's her year. This is her third nomination. Is that right? I know she got nominated for Brooklyn. Yeah. What else? No, uh, Lovely Bones. Oh. And uh, was it Brooklyn? I don't know. I assumed it was. That movie was fantastic. I can find out. I don't um, think it was. I thought it was something else. Really? Like, want to say it now? Mm, hold on. It's coming to me. God, I can't remember. Let me look it up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't... Uh, I, I don't know that I've seen another movie of hers that I thought was as good as Lady Bird, but, but Brooklyn was, was really close. Yeah. Um, let's see. Academy Awards, she was nominated for, oh, Atonement. Okay. But that was his Best Supporting Actress. And then Brooklyn and Lady Bird, yep. she was nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Brooklyn came out in 2016, but I just saw it maybe a couple months ago. Very good. Yeah. So I think it's really, dude, she's coming into her own and she's going to mm-hmm. be like the next big thing. Yeah. You, I mean, you can tell. She's fantastic. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what she does next. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear our review of Lady Bird, that was back in episode 51. That mm-hmm. was way back in December of last year. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. That's nuts. It came out first week of December. Huh. We saw that movie like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Still one of my favorite movies I saw last year. Mm-hmm. And that's S- saying something. Speaking of which, let's get to Best Picture. Oh shall my we? goodness. Um, so I'm actually, this is the only time I couldn't narrow it down. I am torn painfully between Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> um, yep. So uh, I don't know. Like- they're both important movies. Culturally, I think Call Me By Your Name is more important. Yeah. But they're both so honest and such good performances. Like, um, is it Laurie Metcalf in, in Lady Bird? Yeah, she was the supporting. She's the mother. Yep. Great job um, throughout. But also, Timothy Chalamet's father in Call Me By Your Name has that amazing monologue at the end. Yeah. That kills me. Oh, fun fact. Mm. That dude is in three of the Best Picture nominations. Shape of Water. Yeah. What else? He was in the post. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I kind of. I think I remember that. Yeah. 
I wasn't wild about the post. No, but it's the first time in a long time. It's a fun fact. I read an article, actually. Mm. Uh, it hasn't been done since the 40s for one actor to be in three of the Best wow. Picture nominations. You know who did it last? Uh, in the 40s? No, like not that long ago. Oh. John C. Riley. Come on. I'm dead serious, For dude. what? I don't know. It was like King Kong and like... That's, well, that's fair. It was a, a few... He was in like a few movies in one year just support... Like being John C. Riley. Right. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. What is your Best Picture pick? My Best Pick... Best Pick? That works. Yeah. My yeah. Best Picture pick is... Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. I probably should have picked Lady Bird or no. Call Me by Your Name. No, no like you just, just gotta. It, why? No, if I was picking what I think is gonna win mm. versus what I want to win, I think Lady Bird or Call Me by Your Name is gonna win. I want Shape of Water to win. That's why it's my pick. Okay. Uh, when I you think about Best Picture, I mean, see, it was really close, but I don't know. Shape of Water just had more visual effects and more crazy things to look at i mean it's magical man it's it's majestic and it had this great story that i think was so kind of unique especially if you look at like best picture nominees like how many of them involve like a sea creature that falls in love with a woman that's true you know what i mean very weird in a best film i want something that I've never seen before or That's, something I, yeah. that just blows me out of the water. Totally. So from the writing to the acting, to the editing, to the color, mm-hmm. to the cinematography, to the sound, there was some great sounds yeah, and music true. and that's it true. had dancing, costume design, it had singing, it had costume design. I mean, overall, that's what I want out of a best picture is something that's yeah. just visually, emotionally uh, stirring. You know what I mean? And for me, Shape of Water went way above and beyond that for any of the others, but I can totally see how you would pick any of the others as well. Yeah. You know, I'm not mad really at whatever wins this. Yeah. Um, on that note, I want to throw one more category our way. I, I remember reading Wait, about it. Did you pick? I no. <laughs> yeah. Don't try. I don't want to pick between lady bird and call me by your name. Um, so pick shape of water. So honestly, come on over to team no, del never. Toro. I do like that, but no, I think that, I resonate really strongly with Lady Bird. Yeah. To an extent, Call Me By Your Name as well. And I think, you know, I think Call Me By Your Name is the more important movie. And it's such a hair-splitting difference. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to stick with Lady Bird. Okay. That said, I think Call Me By Your Name will win. Okay. So neither of us think our picks are actually going to win. No. So one more category I want to cover is best original song. And the only reason I'm bringing this up, it's because the only, it's the only time the greatest showman comes into play. And I've seen that movie four times in I, theaters. <laughs> I love that movie. So you have to mention, you have to mention the greatest showman. Yeah. So here's, here's in, in the category of original song, you have mighty river from Mudbound, sung by Mary J. Blige mystery of love from call me by your name by Sufjan Stevens. Remember Me from Coco, mm. which we glazed over. Mm. Uh, that's a good one. Mm. Stand Up for Something from Marshall. Uh, I don't. I saw that movie. I don't remember that song. And This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. You know that's going to win. Just the anthem of be who you are and yeah. who cares what people think. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Although I might vote for Remember Me. I, that'd be my second. Yeah. So good. I listened to that on my way down to LA on my tour and I started crying. It's, right? Like, Wait, it's when the grandma starts singing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's so good. Coco, such a powerful movie. Yeah. The point is with all this, uh, these are what we think we want or should win. We'd love to hear what you guys think. There's about a week left before the Oscars. Please write us in Twitter, 
You can hit Johnny up on Instagram or us via email or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, if you think that Timothy Chalamet does not deserve the lead actor award, uh, fight me for one, but also love to hear why. Who do you think deserves it? Uh, anything else you want to cover Oscar-wise before we go to a break? Nope, that's it. I really look forward to recapping all this and talking about the winners and the losers and all that fun stuff. That'll be coming at you in next Soon. week's episode. I think it's, it's going to be the week after. Yeah? Because we're recording. We're recording. So we're, like you said, we're like switching to Fridays-ish. Yeah. So we're going to drop. Yep. But this. we have two episodes coming out this week. True. So next Friday, when the episode drops, mm-hmm. we will cover the Oscars. But the Oscars aren't until Sunday. They're this Sunday. Yeah, but we're recording on Friday before the Oscars. Yeah, but that episode we've recorded is coming out this week. We have an episode coming out like tonight and an episode coming out Friday. Then the Oscars will happen Sunday. And then next Friday. I see what you're saying. We the, will have the an following Friday. Yeah. So yeah, not this episode, not the next one, but the following will be the Oscars. Yes. Okay, great. Same and that page. is what we do off air. Yeah, as I was about to do. Yeah. We don't, but now you guys know how we communicate yeah. and that's it. Well, and that's what's happening with the recording schedule. Yes. So right. you, by the way. Spoiler alert, you're mm-hmm. getting two episodes this week. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's almost almost, almost a week in between, but it's more like five days. Not even. Yeah, four days maybe. Because it's Monday. Yeah, we're trying to stay on top of movies. Like, we're trying to go see movies on the Thursday they come out and then record them that Friday so everybody's up to date and we're Or current. go Friday if right, it or drops Friday. late and then we're going to, yeah. Ideally, we're looking at episodes every Friday this mm-hmm. month. That's the plan. That's the plan, and that's the plan for the Oscars. And now you know how we planned it. Want to go to break? Yeah. All right. Max, do you know where the only place to go is to get like the hottest, newest beer releases in Chico? No, where? It's a magical place called Spike's Bottle Shop. Spike's Bottle Shop? What's that? They have got a dope selection of beer and liquor, a little bit of wine, some snacks, everything you need. And also they get new beers in every single week. Yeah, but do they have a discount for our listeners? You're in luck. They do. Anytime you mosey on down there and use promo code FHC at checkout, you get 10% off. A whole 10%? A whole 10%. No just, matter what? No matter what, just for listening to us. So I just go to the cash register with all of my beers mm-hmm. and say, I listen to this podcast. My passcode is FHC. Can I have 10% off? And they just say yes. They say, yup. Well, that's great. I'm going to go to Spike's Bottle Shop right now, and I highly encourage you all to do the same. You Hi- entered. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. This you go. is where it gets no, you go. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we could probably we could probably combine it like you highway to the, the highway to the danger zone. Welcome, hey, okay, welcome <laughs> to the danger zone. We've been apart for a while. We both had taglines. Obviously, we wanted to use. You know, we have to keep that, right? Yeah, for sure. Not, obviously, yeah, not getting rid of that. Welcome to the highway. It's Correct. Not, it's not to hell. No, to the danger zone. It's to the danger zone. Actually, you already drove the highway to the danger zone. Now you're here. You've arrived. You can park the car. Yep. Welcome. Put, um, just put it in neutral and just veer just on. See where into it the, takes you. Veer on into the ditch. You don't need to drive anymore. You're here. Yeah, we uh, we're gonna cover annihilation some more, and we're gonna not do. Uh, we're not gonna worry about spoiling anything. We're all just gonna assume that we're on board with these spoilers. Yes, this is the danger zone where things get spoiled. Yes, I might swear a lot. Yeah, he Max, does that. Max might not. Sometimes I do. But but before all that happens, we sometimes do a segment at the top of the show. We didn't this week because we had the Oscar stuff. But we're gonna sneak it on in. Yeah, we we used to talk about what what we were happy and excited about, like, but then we changed what we were excited about to what's got us up because we were like, what if we talk about what got us out of bed in the morning? And that turned into what's got you up, which sounded, you know how it sounds. Yeah. You have ears. Bonery. And th- yeah. And then we turned it into what's got us hot. Johnny did that on the fly. And then we adapted that to what's got us hot and bothered. Thanks to Nick Land. And then, yeah. And then Nick was like, you guys should do hot and or bothered. So we're going to give you one thing that we both 
that both, you know, that got us both hot and one thing that got us both bothered. Not the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be weird if they were both the same thing. We're the same person. So let's talk hot and bothered. Johnny, what's got you hot this uh, week? This week. Or this month, really. All right, so this month, you know what's got me hot? It's mm. taken over my life and most of my free time. Uh, I know what you're thinking. It's not crack. I was, yeah. I was thinking crack. It's Vikings. Vikings. Is that bad? It's Vikings. No. Oh. But I've just been watching all of it. Oh, cool. On Amazon Prime Video. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Yeah. It is like some like Game of Thrones caliber writing without. It's, yeah. I was going to say it's like the poor man's Game of Thrones. It kind of is because it was on History Channel. So there's no boobs and there's no like crazy violence. That's like the sophisticated man's Game of Thrones. Kind of. I like that more. It's a bit more conservative. But it's also, it relies a lot on the acting and the the writing. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones or Spartacus, Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend watching Vikings. I know I'm way behind. Yeah. Way behind. But. Yeah. yeah, The boat left a couple years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's dope. It it will make you want to drink ale out of a horn. Ah, oh, true. And say skull. Yeah, because that's how they say cheers. Charlie Hunnam's in that. Is that right? No, it's just a dude that looks exactly like him. Is it really? Believe me. Okay. My yeah, wife yeah. Googled him immediately. Yeah. Because I thought I remember I watched an episode, but now I'm confused if I'm thinking of that or if I'm thinking of King Arthur. That time we did the, the we blocked movie? out that night during the episode. That's episode thirty-two. Everybody. And, <laughs> so I'm no, plugging episodes. He looks so much like Charlie Hunnam. In the early season? Yeah. Like the first season, they, it could have been the same, but it definitely a different guy. Okay, for sure. Very, very good though. So yeah, me and the wife have been super hot on Vikings mm-hmm. pretty much all of February. Mm-hmm. You left and I just yeah. started binge watching Vikings. Great. I haven't stopped. Sweet, man. I, uh, I'm i going to stick with like things that I've seen recently too. Um, so I, well, I'll save one. I guess that's, it doesn't bother me. This is sort of neutral. I just wanted to talk about movies that I've seen okay. in the interim. Um, and like I said, I saw The Greatest Showman two more times, which was amazing. I love that movie. It's not a perfect movie. We said that when we covered it, but I love it. It's um, really good. I also saw the new Fifty Shades movie. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener who has kept up with those movies, this is by far the best one in the franchise. If you're like me. Right. And you have not. You're not going to like it. I, I don't know if I would dislike it. I just, it's not something that really. It's like they're not good movies or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you care about that sort of thing, but they're like you know do you watch those movies like for the same reason that i would say go to the zoo i love the zoo just to observe no like, not necessarily like just, i i do and like i mean 50 shades is a huge phenomenon in uh, in are america you just, are you just trying to get a finger on the pulse of what's happening now kind of like the daily zeitgeist yeah so what's crazy is is how crazily huge that movie was marketed yeah. when i was in la i started seeing posters and there were there'd be like a hundred posters in a row on like the side of a building and it was like them like she's pulling his tie and the, the captain said experience the climax and i was like ugh. but then i saw it and i was like yeah, yeah. and you experienced it good marketing ploy at least it's amusing like the after the first one came out like all the home depots and shit like ran out a rope did they yeah I don't think that was a true no that was a thing like in the greater la area housewives were just snatching up rope yeah it's weird to me how many people like i've talked to that are against that movie because of um well a it's a little bit explicit sexually but b it's not only explicit explicit sexually in general it's a very specific type of sexuality yeah it's it a movie about a kink some people yeah and those same people have no problem watching people get murdered 
yeah. and mass. Exactly. And, and it's like, where, I don't understand the priority there. I don't, and even it's, it's cultural. Like we're fine watching people get murdered. Yeah. But the second a woman is topless, it's like, no, or, shield your eyes. Or the second you put a ball gag in that topless. Yeah. Woman, whatever no. you got to do. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Bunch of judgy old coots. Yeah. It's just, it's a strange thing. Well, Anyways. It is. I think, I mean. As a culture, we're probably in a bit of, I mean, for the last 20, I mean, since the 60s, we've been in kind of a, a progressive sexual awakening. Mm, sure. You know? Yeah. And I don't think this is what you were wanting to this talk about. This is fine. This like That's the, my <laughs> whole point. This movie, at least being a bad movie, spurs some kind of conversation that probably wouldn't be had. I also really enjoyed in this third movie, and I don't, I'm not really familiar with the second. I've seen the first. I think maybe I saw the second, but this one made a very clear point about talking about consent. Yeah. Which I thought was great. That is great. Like, especially if you take into account that the demographic of people watching this is probably in, in the younger female area of okay. demographics. I think it's really nice, especially with something as well, something that could be conceived as so dominating Yeah, that there's still clear yes and no. And if you can, if you can present that relationship in a way that makes that clear that it's healthy in that both parties are consenting, I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. So for that i also saw black panther yeah which we are not covering today decent movie yeah. uh but this movie came out as he read the book and if you're wondering why we haven't covered black panther we're just not gonna yeah that's not on our agenda plenty of podcasts will cover black panther not ours yeah it's all good what's got you bothered anything you want me to go first nothing no i got stuff something um, i don't have much let me I've yeah been happy lately it's been strange man yeah you can still be bothered by stuff i think like I, i've been really happy i had an amazing tour and um, what's bothered me? Um, you know, what bothers me hmm. is podcasts that use the same commercials for like months and months mm-hmm. and months and months. I think about that too. Uh, really? I mean, I know, I think we might be in like the minority of people that that would bug yeah, just true. because we do it. Yeah. But I hear it and I'm like, bitch, that's just lazy. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. Like I think you can reuse a commercial five weeks in a row. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, cause it's funny for, even that's kind of a stretch. No, I was listening to the Daily Zeitgeist and they have a commercial on there for this podcast that started December 7th. It's almost March. Yeah. It's, and they say, yeah. this podcast drops December 7th, a day oh, which really? formerly lived in infamy. Like it's totally dated. Yeah. I actually learned something on the Daily Zeitgeist that I thought you would appreciate. I might've learned it too, because I listen to that podcast every day. I think it was the Daily Zeitgeist. They talk about cocoa versus cacao. Yeah. It's the same word. It's the same word. So it's just preferential. Age old debate mm-hmm. here on Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm gonna say cacao. Yes. And I'll say often, cocoa. I'm gonna say cacao as yeah. often as I can. Yeah, you might as well. Cacao. It's not interchangeable for anything. You gotta still it's gotta be <laughs> chocolate, but <laughs> what will you have? Yeah. How would you like your steak? Cooked? Cacao. Cacao. That doesn't make sense. That's fine. Um no, I don't know if I have anything that's been bothering me, man. Um the lack of garlic bread in this room. Yeah, that's because I smell it. Yeah, there's some garlic uh, happening out there. But no, I'm I'm pretty good. If you want to have something, I'll think of something while you're talking. But no, that was it, man. All the, right, the podcast thing. Otherwise, we need to talk about this beer so we can. Just, oh, true. We can just, yeah, we always forget about the second beer. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we, we do. always we, do when that. We, when we have a lot of stuff to talk about, we tend to put that on the back burner. But let's get to our second moxa beer yeah. of the evening. It's like the second thing in the name of the damn podcast that we're supposed to talk about. Yeah. According to that poster, it's the first. Do you like the posters in the room? I do. We put up some posters in the studio and. A lot of them are film posters and some of them are old performance like God. show posters that I have. And God, that would have been a crushing time for me to be like, no, actually, I, I fucking, hate them. I hate them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to set the studio on fire. Yeah, that would have been bad. I know. That would be what's got me bothered. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I dislike them. No, I, I'm not against any of them. Yeah. I right. actually have at least this many, if not more, 
pictures of you in my bedroom. Good. So, Perfect. Yeah. This beer. Moxa. Moxa. NTU 500. I'm into you 500. Uh, oh, NTU. I get it. Is that what it is, you think? I hope so. That's how I read it. Like, into you. Yeah. On a level of 1 to 10. 500. It's an 8.2% double IPA with Galaxy Citra and Mosaic Hops, some of my favorites. Yeah, this beer is thus far their crowning achievement. Yeah, this beer is terrific. Uh, I remember when I tried this on on the couple days off I had, this was by far was my favorite. Oh, it's so good. Out of the two. Yeah. Yeah, and the can art, again, very minimal, very modern. This kind of like three-color watercolor portrait of a Have you ever seen person. the ultra slow-mo, like 100 frame per second slow motion of dripping ink into water? No, but I bet that's great. Dude, it's dope, and that's kind of what that's inspired by. Okay. The way it, it, it bloop. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's really cool. We oh, should, I see. You should look it up later. Yeah, I will. Uh, you want to give me a rating on this beer or your thoughts or, um, you know, this is, it really just takes the base of what their, their single IPA was doing mm-hmm. and it just cranks it up to 11. Yeah. It just knocks it out of the park, man. Yeah. I mean, it's this so good. This is the beer that convinced me that they're the next big thing. Yeah. And that's for me, that's saying something. Did you become a member or no? No. Okay. I Cause did. they offered that, right? They had yeah. like a hundred spots. Like 250 or oh, something. Okay. I would have oh. had to gone down and, and stand in line on a Friday and taken right. off work, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I'll get to drink some of the beers. I know sure. a bunch of people that went because uh, they're already aging beers in barrels. Sweet. So that's kind of the thing is like you get in for the membership and then sure. by the time it rolls around, you're in. Okay. So, but also they're going to be having some really cool stuff that mm. the members get this year. And I'm really looking forward to more can releases from them too. Yeah. I, I mean, I dig the crap out of this beer, man. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, we should definitely take a, a trip down there sometime. Deal. That'd be fun. Yeah. We could, we could, uh, not to, not to, uh, brag or tease too much but i think we're going to be doing some off-site recording stuff yeah at some point with some people mm-hmm. uh, that's all i'm going to say but it should be pretty fun um and maybe we can make one of these trips kind of like that that would be cool we should send an email or two and see what comes back i actually know and have friends that are good friends with some of the people that open this thing perfect so we yeah. could probably do that no problem that'd be great so yeah overall this beer i love it mm-hmm. i mean it, I it's, it's juicy and it's hoppy but it's a little bit sweeter than the last one it's it's a nine yep it's a <laughs> You started saying nine, so I just wrote the letter J instead. <laughs> I was trying to make two columns. We're both nines. Wow. On this. Dude, are we like identical this episode? Yeah. It was seven and seven and then eight to eight point two, I guess. We're wow. very close. Yeah. And then nine to nine. Mm-hmm. We're off by point two. Yeah. This is a great beer. I, I would love to get my hands on more of this if that was possible. But I think like same with the other one. They're not distributing here, so we'll have to go down and get some. But and I'm pretty sure once it was gone, it was gone. Oh yeah? yeah. Are they not brewing more batches? I don't think so. Huh. The, the next can release is something different. So wow. So they have you mentioned they only had one beer on tap when you went, or two? No, no, no. They had two stouts. Oh, gotcha. no, they had a full lineup. Okay, a full the, but lineup the, Oh, these are the only ones they were canning that you could taste. Correct. I see. Well, no, that you could buy. Okay, and they they didn't even have them on tap. Uh, or did they? I think they had one of them on tap. They huh. might have had two of them. They Interesting. Might have had both. I don't really remember. So most. Uh, I had a driver that day. Right. <laughs> so I was drinking. Fieldwork is similar, right? Fieldwork doesn't regularly distribute beers, or do they? No. They yeah, they, they have and, can releases. And you and, have to go there to get the cans. Right. Yep. Whereas somebody, if we're talking Sacramento, like somebody like Track 7 or New Glory. Yeah, they get out. They get out. Yeah. They get around. Okay. Well, this beer is great, man. Yeah. No, you keep an eye on Moxa. They're going to be doing some some really legit things. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, should we? Yes. We should. Let's do it. I don't want to spoil too much, but I'd be down to talk about a couple things. 
Yeah, if there's anything else you have on the movie. If you don't, yeah, if you don't read our minds, we're jumping back to Annihilation. Which you should, but yeah, now. Yeah, you should be there. It's episode like 628. I mostly want to talk about differences between the book and the movie. I mean 63. Right. It's close. Right, so close. Someday. Um. So for, from the book perspective, it was much more of like a psychological thriller. Okay. There was a lot of emphasis placed on the dynamics between the team. First of all, they didn't even have names. They just went by their job. It was like the biologist, the therapist, the... Uh, the linguist and the something starts with an A for whatever reason I can't remember it right now. There was a linguist. Don't, don't you dare. No, I'm. I don't remember there being. There a was a linguist. Really, it was not in the movie. There was a param. Okay, okay, that's what you're saying. In the there was book. a paramedic. Yeah, right. I didn't remember there being a linguist. That anthropologist. There was an anthropologist also. Okay. But there was this whole mystery about about Area X, right? And are you smiling because you you just thought of <laughs> no. I what just, I told you not I'm, to say. I'm happy I didn't. Oh, yeah, okay. that's fine. Um, anyways, it's, it's much less explained and resolved in the book, which I loved. It was less about this one person going into the shimmer or whatever and coming out with scrapes and bruises, but ultimately a story. It was, there was like hypnosis things that happened and, and they still dealt with some of the creature human overlapping cell combining things. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was much more vague. Like it was hinted at not so much like this bear is screaming and you can hear her voice inside of it. Uh, that was a little on the nose. It was creepy. Yeah. But I just thought it was in the book. It's so much more subtle and it's all told from a narrative perspective, like from a scientific journal. Mm. So I was curious how they were going to pull that off in the movie. And it turns off, turns out they just didn't, they just didn't at all at all. Yeah. Okay. So if you have never read the book, but you wanted to, would you recommend doing that? And would you recommend reading it before you see the movie or does it matter? I think if you go, if you go and see this movie and you enjoy the world that it creates, you would enjoy the book. Because see, just from your description of the book, now I kind of want to read it. I think you should, man. It, it's it's more descriptive when it comes to all of the elements of the world that we enjoyed looking at on screen. So it might enhance everything that I liked about this movie already. Yes, but if you wanted more of the characters, the book lends to that very nicely. But but less, less of an explanation, more of kind of uh, mysterious. Okay. Which I thought was really nice. There's, um, so I don't know how much I want to spoil here. Well, keep it for vague, the then. book. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I want to read the book, so yeah, don't spoil so it. I won't say anything. But the, I, I will say that the psychologist, the Jennifer Jason Lee character, um, plays more of an insidious role in the book hmm. than she does in the movie. And the um, oh, I can't think of her name. The girl that gets all aggro on them all is not necessarily that way. It's it's less black and white. It's like there's these are real people that are dealing with the weird psychology mm-hmm. of this crazy place that doesn't just affect. Your bodies, but changes your mind a bit. Mm. It was good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely read the second and third books. All right, I'll report back when those are done. But uh, I think this is a good movie. I like the ending with the the weird clone person thing. Yeah. That was that was interesting. It was a weird twist. Was that in the book? No. Okay. No, not at all. Wow. Yeah. So, so they really took a lot of liberty. Like the yeah, the relationship between Natalie Portman's character and Oscar Isaac's was not nearly the same in the books. It was all like. Like they were probably going to get divorced at some point mm. and he came back w- weird, but she was going to go anyways. But like maybe he was hypnotized into go. It was, it was a trip. That is it. Okay. But it certainly wasn't like, ah, oh, my husband, I need to, I need to help him and fix our marriage. It was not that. At so all. they definitely movied that up. Quite yeah. A bit. It was a much easier, like here's point A, let's get to point B mm. for, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to do that for a film, but also I feel like they could have left a lot of the integrity of the book mm-hmm. and still made an interesting product. Yeah. Like they, t- the, as far as I'm concerned, they took the idea of people going into this crazy place where there is like cross species yeah. breeding and that's all they did from the book. And they just made a new thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They took a premise 
and then created new content. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's kind of cool. It kind of puts you into that universe. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of the universe and the idea of it, it's just more content. But yeah, also sure. don't expect uh, true to the book Yeah, it's just a different experience. That's fair. Do you have anything else you want to hit on about this movie or the beers? or? Anything? I'm there, man. So this has been... Annihilation. Yes. And beers from Moxa mm-hmm. out of Rockland. Check them out. Watch this movie. Let us know what you think. Max, any dates coming up? Where can they find you? I'm good, man. You're good. I'm, I'm grinding for now. You're for grinding? Computer email stuff and gotcha. So stuff. if you want to find Max, it'll be on his computer. Email him at fhccast yep. yeah. at gmail.com and we will reply promptly. I'm good. This is us. This yeah, is tune you. in. Yeah, tune in uh, in a couple weeks for our Oscar prediction answers, and then tune in next week for fun because you like us. And yeah, we like you. Or this week on Friday. On Friday, uh, well, uh, where we're reviewing Red Sparrow, another film that I read the book on. I want to throw that out. Dope. I've I've got my hopes still high for for book to movie conversions. Yeah. So for those of you that listened this long, sneak preview Red mm-hmm. Sparrow next Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow Friday. We will see you then. Yeah, I'll see you then. All right, see you later. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.